Hi everyone, welcome back to the MPPA Alumni Series. I am your host, Roy Siraj. In today's episode, we'll be speaking to Jessica Prasnick, who graduated from the MPPA program back in 2018. With an interest in the area of immigration policy, Jessica shares in detail her experiences that led her to Ryerson and what she's been up to since graduating. Jessica reflects on good memories from the program, from supportive professors to lifelong friendships. Jessica is now a project manager for Immigration Partnership Winnipeg. Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Warda. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited well, to be here. I'm so excited to learn about your experiences with the MPPA pro uh, program. I know you are a uh, project manager for Immigration Partnership Winnipeg right now. Uh, before we talk about that, let's start from the beginning and kind of get an idea of what your background was, your undergrad, uh, coming into the program. Yeah, um, so I got my uh, Bachelor of Arts in Political Science from the University of Winnipeg, where I was born and raised. Okay. Um, and, that's uh, why you're in Winnipeg right now. That's why I'm in Winnipeg. <laughs> um, also, I love it here, so I, I don't want to downplay uh, how Contrary to popular belief, I really do like it here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got my Bachelor's of Arts in uh, Political Science from the University of Winnipeg. And then after I graduated, I worked um, in a variety of like social service fields in uh, Winnipeg. Like I was an outreach worker in the inner city. Um, I was a settlement facilitator. Uh, I worked as a research consultant on a bunch of different projects. And my like final job that really got me interested in going and pursuing a master's in um, public policy and administration was I was working as the executive assistant at um, a settlement agency. So an organization that provides um, direct services for newcomers to help them settle and integrate. Uh, and so the role, the title was executive assistant, but I was um, responsible for all of the center's communications, um, writing funding applications, working with government officials, um, networking, and kind of doing like community outreach. So it really got me interacting with a bunch of policies that I both saw were being huge barriers to newcomers settling and integrating. So I thought, I need to learn a little bit more about this. Um, and I really wanted to pursue my master's. So, but, well, this is a, a stream of education that I wanted to learn a bit more about. Uh, and very funny thing, uh, when I was in my bachelor, when I was doing my bachelor's in political science, so like one of the streams that you can take is um, public policy, of course, in uh, okay. political science. Um, and I remember like taking a course and like dropping. I was like, this, I, I'm not interested. Like, this is too, this is not exciting for me. Um, and then, you know, after years of working, yeah. <laughs> uh, realizing how uh, vital and important it is and how exciting it actually is to learn about policy. Right. And public admin um so i, I bit my tongue <laughs> <laughs> wow so you obviously had a lot of work experience beforehand and you uh you were familiar with the field so it's good that you wanted to become i guess you could say uh an, more of an expert on the field you must have looked at other universities why did you choose ryerson and did you move to toronto for this yeah so really good question um i applied to a couple other universities uh but Ryerson was always my top choice um, and particularly so my interest has always been immigration and settlement policy and um, kind of the public administration around that and so Ryerson has actually amazing scholars in this in the field of immigration and settlement um, the university actually has uh, 
immigration and settlement master's program. Um, I didn't want to pursue that because I, I really wanted to learn the fundamentals of uh, policy and public admin, but tap into the resources of the um, the scholars that I had been like researching and reading about. Um, so that was kind of one of the reasons. Also, in regards to immigration across Canada, Toronto has like the highest per capita amount of immigrants that come in. Um, and so um, getting a bit of a, a different experience in the field of um, like living in another city that had you know, a, a higher population of Im immigrants and, and different types of services. I, could, I felt like I could learn a bit more and connect within the community there. Mm -hmm. um, I also, uh, uh, I'm sorry. it's probably like the main reasons. And also I really wanted to work with um, Dr. John Shields. So okay. he, he specializes in, uh, he specializes in settlement, um, research, but also nonprofit research, which is also an interest of mine. So um, just kind of tapping into the, the, uh, the researchers that were at the, the university. Um, and I, I have to admit, I was really attracted to the one year program. Right. Um, right. That I, I could do it in one year. Yeah. And I could do um, a major research paper and I could do the co-op. So those make that, that practical experiences that came out of um, the were part of the program really attracted me um, and I was like I, I appreciate theory um, but at the end of the day like I'd much rather learn about like the practical skills needed and I really felt that that's what Ryerson had to offer so yeah yeah absolutely I feel like there's good amount of theory but Ryerson definitely focuses on the practical stuff, the real world stuff. Um, you mentioned uh, Shield, so I had to ask, did you do an MRP with him then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, before I before I went to the got into the program, so when I was applying, I actually reached out to maybe four or five professors from the department and said, "Here's." area of research that I'm, I'm looking into I want to look into right. uh, would you be interested in supervising my MRP if I get in um, and I met with a few like I had visited Toronto um, you know uh, maybe while I was in the application process I think um, just for I have some family out there so I went and visited and so I met with a few of the professors and um, John Shields and I really kicked it up Often because of my interest in both settlement and the nonprofit yeah. uh, world, um, he was like the perfect fit. Uh, I know, like so thankful that he agreed to supervise my MRP. Yeah. Um, but that's at the beginning stages, right? Like you never know. You get to school and um, if uh, they still have the the professor still have the time. But he was amazing and did. And because of that connection I made beforehand, um, he was able to bring me in as a research assistant as well. Okay. So I worked as his research assistant while I was in the program, and he also supervised my MRP. Um, and those experiences were, like, I gained so many skills from that being his research assistant and so many connections. Um, so I'm like, if, if, if I could convince anybody to do anything with the, the, MR, uh, the MPPA program, uh, is trying to get one of those, like connecting with the professors, um, like just expressing your interest can take you a long way, I feel like. The professors are so supportive and they are so interested in, in what you want to learn. Uh, yeah. And like you mentioned, they are in the field too, so like why not connect with them? Yeah, 
Totally. And like what I, about your co-op? Pardon me? What about your co-op? Okay. Uh, yeah. So um, I did, uh, I was a research intern at Access Employment. So it's a nonprofit organization in Toronto and they have locations um, throughout the GTA uh, and they provide newcomer employment services. Okay. So um, they, not just newcomers, but that's kind of their area of expertise. Um, so when jo newcomer job seekers are looking for employment, they help like with mentorship, training, connections, right. like pre-employment services. So I worked as um, kind of like a researcher. So they had a, a variety of different topics that they wanted to um, get some research compiled on. So I put together some different briefing notes and provided some recommendations um, regarding like, like funding approaches, I guess, um, and also some like gaps in newcomer employment um, experiences, if that makes or like uh, the services that they needed. Uh, yeah, it was really, it was really great. Like the, I got to go in every day and I, you know, while I was researching, yeah. you can do that from home, but they actually put me into one of their offices uh, and I got to like support some of their actual service delivery when it was possible. So they had a, um, a mentorship fair, so I got to go to that and kind of help out with that. Um, so it was a really cool experience. And, and so part of my work back home, working in the settlement nonprofit world, I got to like bring into my experience there. Right. Um, and once again, I, I got connected with them because um, uh, through John, through right. John Shields, because um, he knew that I wanted to work for an, a nonprofit and do my placement with a nonprofit. Um, as it's probably the same with your year and most other years, I mean, I don't know about COVID right now, but um, most will, most students go and do placements at the uh, OPS, yeah. which is uh, which is awesome. Like the, yeah. I really thought that the university did a fantastic job of getting students into placements with the Ontario Public Service. Um, my area was just a bit more focused on wanting to work with nonprofits, so um, the the university really. Like that was what I wanted, and then yeah. I made it happen. Yeah. That's so good. All your experiences were linked back to your interests. I know a lot of times, especially co-op students, they're like, oh, like it's not my interest, but at least I get the experience. And so it's so refreshing to hear that it was exactly, I would say, what you wanted. Uh, and you mentioned because you were interested in the one-year program. So you were then a full-time student, right? Yeah. And yeah. what year did you graduate? Um, uh, 2018. So I went 2017 to 2018. Okay. Well, recently. So it, it hasn't yeah. been. It hasn't been too long. Would you say now that you're out there working uh, back again? Would you say that the course content uh, prepares you or enhances the skills that you already had? In other words, is it realistic? Yeah, one hundred percent. Like there, um, there are so many times where I'm in a meeting or you know talking with um a group of like public like civil servants so like city staff and then like thinking back to my uh diversity and equity in the public service course and like right. yeah you need an inclusion policy you're not just a like diversity policy right. like, um, oh I, so I definitely felt, yeah like i i really appreciated that um lots of the courses too in the assignments had these practical components like and i also did the policy enrichment stream okay. i'm not sure if that's it's yeah and, and yeah 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 and like while while i was in it i'm like this is too much work um <laughs> just on top of the normal load i like i'm really happy i went through it because it really did teach me practical skills of like writing briefing notes mm -hmm. and um like presenting 
in front of like a, a panel of folks. So um, I, I definitely really felt that um, both the the assignments and the the content, the course content, I've I've taken into uh, my work life all the time, um, and yeah, it's it's hard to like pinpoint those exact places but all the time I'm like thinking back to course material that I've learned that I can like pull from um and when I like I really do value the time that I was a research assistant um because we were working on um newcomer resiliency and we were responsible for assessing some of the different government policies related to like settlement and immigration at the different levels of government. Mm -hmm. And so one of the research projects we did was on um, municipal government's interaction with settlement and, and integration of their newcomer residents. And as soon as I got into, so I had done, Toronto's like very progressive compared, like uh, they have more progressive policies in place than um, other cities in regards to settlement and immigration. T typically, it's not the municipal level that deals with um, kind of immigration or settlement, uh, but the city of Toronto has some stuff in place. So um, it was really cool because when I started in my job as a project, project manager at Immigration Partnership Winnipeg, one of the first things I was uh, involved in was working with the city of Winnipeg to develop the um, city of Winnipeg newcomer uh, uh, welcome and inclusion policy oh. so all the research, yeah so like all the research that I had done um, as a research assistant but also I pulled in like because it's my interest in lots of the different um, lots of the different assignments that I was doing in classes um, I could pull from that research and put it into like holding the consultations with community groups on what this policy should look like or referring back to like what other municipalities have done. So I definitely like have found in different aspects of my work life that I'm pulling from um, the MPPA program. Right, so you can definitely learn from every single experience that you have. And I'm so glad that uh, the MPPA program brought uh, or gave you something you could bring back to, to Winnipeg basically. So you graduated from the program, you did the co-op and uh, MRP, everything goes well, you come back. So you are working at IPW. For those who have no idea, can you talk to us about that and what is your position? What does a typical day at work look like for you? Yeah, so this is like the, uh, this is the hardest thing to describe what my, uh, <laughs> my work is and what my job is. Um, so, Immigration Partnership Winnipeg is known as a local immigration partnership. So we call them LIPS. It's hilarious, but anyways, um, there's LIPS across the country, um, and they cover typically like uh, a city or a region. Um, so the, actually in Toronto, there is five LIPS, so it's like a quadrant. Um, so there's like the south, north, east, west, and then the city of Toronto also hosts there's a newcomer office, but it's also like funded as a lip. Right. Um, so our job is essentially to try to make our regions more welcoming and inclusive for newcomers. Okay. So that's just like the overall statement of what we have to do. And depending on what the gaps are and the needs are in our different regions, that's what we end up um, trying to address. So we bring together multi-stakeholders 
to identify and address a specific issue um, and build some capacity and incubate um, supports if needed and run campaigns, uh, awareness campaigns. It's very, very broad speaking, but what ends up happening is we work on a lot of different projects. Um, and so for our team is, we have six of us. So we have a director, there's two of us project managers, a settlement coordinator and two indigenous engagement coordinators. And so we all have, we all work together on various projects, but for me in particular, what falls under my portfolio is um, work related to um, civic engagement and inclusion. So we've ran during the elections, we've ran um, like voter mobilization campaigns called Got Citizenship, Go Vote um, to try to get um, citizens of immigrant and refugee backgrounds to vote and be aware of election issues. Um, be, we've run a couple different anti-racism campaigns and we're currently in the middle of running um, a COVID-19 anti-racism campaign um, called uh, Manitobans COVID Doesn't Discriminate Nor Should You. And we've, we've run quite a bit of different anti-racism events, created resources, um, provided training. Um, we, we also were partnered on developing um, a racial trauma support service uh, for the folks who have experienced um, racism and discrimination during this time. Um, we've also, okay, so that's like one of my portfol portfolios of civic engagement and inclusion. Um, the next one is on employment. So we uh, bring together various stakeholders related to employment and we kind of strategize, find gaps and strategize how to address those gaps for immigrant job seekers. Um, I also help coordinate like a, a service hub um, in one area of the city, um, but, but not providing that direct service, but just bringing together stakeholders to help um, provide services in the area that typically didn't have services before. Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And then there's like these like one-off projects like um, as they come depending on on the yeah. environment and obviously with policy and research everything's changing it's totally dependent on the environment and you mentioned it's municipal level so are you seeing that the change is or the impact more directly or stronger i because i talk to people working at provincial and then federal and then we talk about how much of an impact you see over a span of time I don't like I don't know how much experience you have with uh, provincial level, but how is it like working at the municipal level? Yeah, so for me, we're so uh, I should say that um, Immigration Partnership Winnipeg is uh, is hosted by it's called Social Planning Council of Winnipeg, okay. and it's a nonprofit. Okay. So we we work at the city level, like at Winnipeg, but we're I don't work for the municipality. Okay, um, but we work extremely closely right. with, with um, particularly the community development department yeah. um, and you know go present to the the mayor and all of the committees yeah. uh, whenever they need um, for us not they need us but whenever we need to advocate for something um, but I find that so I've also worked uh, I guess so my transition so uh, I didn't leave the MPPA program and come straight to this job I actually um, and this was a really another super neat thing about the going to school at Ryerson is they had um, a paper competition 
set up as a partnership between Ryerson and Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship Canada. So IRCC, the federal department responsible for immigration, um, partnered with Ryerson because of their master's program to run a paper policy competition. Okay. So part of like anybody could apply. So you didn't have to be a student of the Immigration and Settlement Program, um, but anybody could submit a, a, pol a policy paper and they offered um, they, if, if you won, you got flown to Ottawa to present your paper and then um, they offered you an internship. Oh, so okay. yeah. So from that, I wrote a paper about um, the right to vote for permanent residents at the municipal level. And it was, there was maybe six of us who ended up winning. So then, oh, we, yeah, we got to go to Ottawa. It was for the afternoon. It was really cool. Um, That's so nice. What a great experience. Wow. It was, it was so cool. Present to a bunch of um, public servants, and and then they offered um, a summer internship. So I took an internship. So I finished off the MPPA program, and then I took a summer internship at um, IRCC's Etobicoke office. So I stayed in Toronto for about two months. Um, and but my, I always wanted to come back to Winnipeg. Like. Mind you, I love Toronto. It's great. It's fantastic. There's so much to do. There's so many cool things to do. So many good places to eat. Um, but I have a really soft spot in my heart oh, for Winnipeg. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's home, and and we have the the community advocacy that we have here is just like it's amazing. Like if if I need something to get done, I just like call joel and joel calls his brother and then and then we go like start a rally like um it's a real like yeah i really uh enjoy here so i spent two months there and then i came back to to winnipeg and got a, a job at the winnipeg ircc office okay so then i worked as a program officer in the, the settlement department so i was managing funding contracts um I did it for about nine months and it was a good experience like I learned quite a bit and I learned quite a bit um sorry I built off of what I learned from the MPPA program um in that because I was doing public administration um and, and it was was good but I I couldn't get the community out of me <laughs> uh, like it's just it was it was a good experience but I really liked being on opposite side and, and working for a nonprofit and working in the community and um, you know if I wanted to if I want to get something done I can just go do it right, and right. Um, and with this government rightfully so there are quite a bit of like you have to um, get all the checks and approvals in place um, which is it needs to be done because it's part of it, uh, you know the government and you have to make sure that everything's accountable accountable for um but i just thought that i could get more done on the opposite side right. so um i then took a really short like from there i moved really quickly into the the province and was a policy analyst for manitoba infrastructure tried something new <laughs> <laughs> and actually my first um my first day on the job i got a call um from my the director at my current uh organization saying that there's a job opening 
and asking if I wanted to apply. Yeah. And I've actually, before I worked in this organization, had been volunteering with them for like three years. So. Oh, okay. So, so that's good. So it's really good to see that with you know what your area of interest is, and then you can kind of map out how you want to take advantage of the of the programs and where you want to end up. That's definitely what I saw for new students coming into the program, uh, especially those outside of the GTA, outside of Ontario. Do you have any advice? What would you recommend them that they really do before coming in? <laughs> yeah, that's like wow. That's that's very tough. Um, so I was so worried coming. Uh, I was okay. So I was so worried that I coming to my master's, and it may happen to everybody that like uh, I wasn't prepared enough for my master's. So I like read some of those those books that they send out the, the pre readings. Like right, I probably didn't right. need to do that. <laughs> I remember I got those readings and I started the first day they sent the email and I sent back. I'm like, do I really have to read every single one? <laughs> Yeah. Like I, I just say I'm like, oh, I could have enjoyed the summer. I don't know what I was doing. Um, so I, I think the like, just knowing that you're you're gonna be okay. Totally embrace um, the Ryerson life. Like I, one of my my absolute favorite thing about Ryerson. Like I'm so I don't. There's nothing I would change. Nothing. Nothing I regret. Um, but my favorite thing is the co for like the friends that I made from that program. Like, it, you know, doing your master's is, is long nights, uh, crazy, like your mind's always going, um, but just having other folks in the exact same boat with the exact <laughs> same interests and, and us just being super big nerds uh, together and uh, kind of like going through it all. And I just like cherish it so much. So I, I guess, like I don't have really great advice. Like uh, in more like logistical stuff, I, I did find that um, uh, uh, reaching out to professors before was really helpful for me to get a good sense of like what I uh, could uh, like some put getting me prepared for me to come in so I could you know have a research assistant position, have somebody already ready to supervise my um, MRP, um, but. I don't know, just embrace it. Like I had so much fun um, with the cohort. I have to admit, 2017, 2018, like there's no way there was a better cohort. It was the best. And we're all like, um, we all still stay in touch. Like the, the folks that I was close with and I'm just so, feel so honored. They're all, the, the folks that I was close with, they're all in such great, they're you know, working in nonprofits, they're working in different levels of government. They're, they're all so successful. Like I'm, it's really cool to see, you know, it's only been two years, two, three oh, where everyone years since you graduated. Yeah. So um, that's really not any advice. <laughs> it's just like, have fun. But, uh, <laughs> no, embrace it. Like, You'll come to yeah. and embrace it. I feel like that's a really big point that a lot of people have been saying, um, this whole summer, everyone I've been speaking to has been saying that. And I guess I'll end this off by asking for one memorable moment from the program. I know you mentioned the cohort, but there has to be something that happened or some kind of event that really gets you excited. <laughs> oh, oh goodness. Um, that's so hard. I don't know. Uh, 
Okay, so like, just we'll put it out there, like, just everything with the cohort of folks that I was with was fantastic. We would go to the, is it like the, the Ram on the Rye all the time? It was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so one of my favorite academic moments um, in uh, Dr. Pam Palminer's uh, Indigenous Law and Policy course, she had us as the final assignment. It was really difficult. It's, it's, if, if anybody's listening and you're looking at courses and that course still exists, please take it. It is so good. It's very difficult, but phenomenal. Um, but the final assignment was to um, research a root cause of missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. And then we had to present our research findings in, a, in like a, an inquiry setting. So we would sit in the front of the room and well, um, uh, Dr. Palmer was sitting in the front of the room and we would face her and, and share our findings and then she would cross examine us. Yes. And um, just that experience um, that was, I don't know, like thrilling. Like it was, um, we were, you know, uh, quite well versed in the, the research areas that we were all focusing on. And it was just such a, an awesome way to take, um, you know, the whole semester learning and, and really implement it in a way that uh, was practical. Because this is what we're going to have to do in real life is defend the stuff that we research and um, that we advocate for. Uh, so I really, in that academic setting, that was one of the highlights of my uh, MPPA experience. Right. Right, that, that's really so tough. Yeah. Yeah. Like you I was really sweating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's thrilling, it's nerve-wracking, but you look back and you realize how all these experiences uh, are, are important. Like, they get you where you are now, I, I would assume. So thank yeah. you so much for sharing your experiences, and I'm sure students coming from outside of Ontario, outside of the GTA, can definitely benefit from your experiences and maybe feel less stressed or nervous. Coming. Oh yeah, it, it's like not, it's not, you, you think Toronto's super intimidating and like the fact that you're at the, what is it, Dundas and Young, like that, the like Eaton Center, like, that, yeah. Toronto, yeah. yeah, like I, I was like, this is too much for a prairie girl, but uh, <laughs> um, everybody is so warm, it's so comfortable, it's so comfortable being there, it's awesome, right. uh, I would not change a thing about it. Perfect, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Arda. Well, everyone, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and were able to learn about what it's like going to grad school in an environment that's totally different and pushing yourself to a different uh, atmosphere. It's definitely worth it, according to Jessica. I hope that this encourages those of you who are listening from outside of Toronto, outside of Ontario, to consider taking part in school elsewhere. Stay tuned until next time.